What's going on? Welcome to Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. And today we're here for another episode of Office Hours. Last time it was just me and Chris. It took us about two months to get Tom Clancy, not the author, but the real estate agent, the mega agent, the myth and the legend in the building. And he is finally here. After the long anticipated wait, we have Tom Clancy in the building. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. Talk to the mic, please. I'm doing pretty good. I'm a star on the show finally. How do you feel? I got my first invite, I believe, today. Yeah. No, that's not true at all. We've been trying to get him on the show for probably two months. Every time he comes in, he stays for 20 minutes and then hops out of the office because he's so busy with his buyers. Yeah, I have too many buyers. precious buyers. So how's business going? It's crazy. This market's ridiculous. Um, Should I look at the camera or you? Wherever wherever your little heart desires. (laughs) Um... Yeah, market's ridiculous. Buyer side, all the buyers are just, they're getting eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah. 20,000 so, over asking, 30,000 over asking. How many buyers are you working with currently? Because you've been running around a lot. Currently, I just had one go, one go under contract. They're happy about it because it took them two months to finally fund a house. Thank God. And I have five more. I have two like in the air and then like four actually like yeah. looking to buy in the next three months. Yeah, it's been hell. I mean, i don't even have any I barely have any buyers I only have a few but even with them it's like hell to find a house check the hot hot sheets every morning and then next thing you know properties are gone within 24 hours basically oh, yeah I'm in the so I can't imagine I have three buyers in the Tom's River area and the house is literally going a day yeah, yeah. like well I have like two buyers in 250 to 300 range and that that market right now it's flying off the shelf. Yeah. Flying off the shelf. How you doing, Chris? How's business going? Give it, give the people an update since the last office hours. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not as good as Tom Clancy's. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about it, though. Well, I am working with the same buyer. He still has not found a house. Inventory is very low. And for the price point he's looking for, it's almost impossible to find this house. But we will find him a house. And I'll find yours. <laughs> Your local Latino realtor. Yeah. Um, anything new going on in business, though, Chris, that you want to give people an update on? Any progression that you've had? Thomas Clancy started popping back up into the office. So how did that After affect your business? multiple vacations. How do I oh, he's calling you out. After taking multiple vacations, do you have anything to say on this? The vacation I went was was real estate related. Newport, Rhode Island. How is that real estate related? Mansions. Anyway? I visited the mansions. <laughs> just just for pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> How is like, that real estate related? Like, I work in the real estate industry. I have to stay connected with my job. How was your trip, though? It was great. What did you do? Anything? Any highlights? Um, mansions were pretty cool. Newport's a great place to go. It's really fun. And you can drive to it. I think four hours, 15 minutes. No, 420, I think. Four hours, 20 minutes. Um, no traffic because of Corona. George Washington, Bur- George Washington Bridge was a breeze. Yeah, went right through. Coming back was traffic, but that was Sunday. Um, I would go back. Nice. Newport was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you just had a great trip to uh, to see Ricky, Ricky Crew. Last episode, I'm holding the mic. He we'll put the link in bio if you haven't seen it. But last episode, me and Matt flew out to Florida, and then we drove to Alabama. And we chose the best. I know route. you never see, see Matt, but he's always behind. He's always behind, behind the, camera. the camera. You don't see him, but he's always behind there. He's a good-looking guy, so if you guys he looks like me, a, l- a little less attractive, better, better looking but. than Michael. But, <laughs> but we, yeah, we um, chose probably the worst time to fly to Florida because we literally landed and there was a hurricane well, you going were, on. You were in like it looked like there was four people on your plane. You were in like a little 
propeller plane, were you? No, um, we flew to Charlotte on like a, a big plane, and then in Charlotte to Florida, which is like a shorter flight. It was a smaller plane. Yeah, no, we had the whole row. It was like it was oh, like, you connecting flights. Yeah, we, oh, had, we had we had one connecting I hate flight. That. Yeah, it's cheap. It was cheaper though. Oh yeah, you probably so saved. We went with it. But we landed during the hurricane. It was hitting. Uh, what was New the? Orleans. How much did you pay though? I think because it was of Corona, round right? trip for me and him, three hundred bucks. Oh wow. Yeah, for two tickets round trip. Great. Yeah, it was really good. But um, no, we had a great time. Well, I mean, were, it were was, you prospecting? Is that why you didn't go? Uh, yeah, I was making cold calls. Yeah, right. <laughs> for three hours a day. We need. Some, no one knows this, but Chris might be the top producing prospector and. Definitely Mammoth not. Ocean, <laughs> Keller Williams. Definitely not. No, we had a great time though, but it was raining. Um, you don't know me, Chris. What do you have to say? Okay, last, so last episode, Ricky Caruth called out Chris. Let's talk about that. Last episode, Ricky Caruth said, "I asked Ricky. I said, what would you say to somebody who's in the office who you know maybe doesn't like cold calling or just you know gets a little distracted sometimes?" And he said, "Get out of the business." So, what is your rebuttal, Ricky? Let's start a little internet real estate hurt. beef. I feel hurt. <laughs> Ricky Caruth, you said very mean things. Oh, my God. What? You know what? I'm still your number one fan. I'm not quitting the business. He's not you quitting, You should take folks. that as some motivation and call. I should probably start calling. I, I don't call. Chris, so. haters are your motivators. He doesn't even call. He's a liar. I call he, all the time. Okay. The, the listings you got from calling were seven months ago. How, what other listings have you got from calling from present the, day? The, the, the new condo that just went on the market today was a listing appointment that I went on from calling two weeks ago. Bullshit. 100%. Chris knows this is a fact. Listen, I know you're a liar. 100%. That's a, that's a family Chris, friend. 68 Picket Place. Go check it out. Um, you can look at my call lock history, actually, for this client. Pull it out. It's filming right now. I don't care. It's filming. We'll check this out. Ask out. You call. Chris, you can vouch for me. No, he calls. I, I, I don't call enough. Definitely not enough. I don't call enough. I, I maybe call through, uh, probably five hours a week, and I should be calling five hours a day. Yeah, same. I five say, hours a day at least. I would say same, probably at most five hours a week. But, and I'm doing um, for sale by owners right now, and it's not turning – no one wants to – for sale yeah. by owners are selling on their own. Because if they're priced right, yeah. the market's it's not so gonna... crazy right now, they're selling in a week. See, that's the problem. I talked to for sale by owners, you call them, they have four offers. That's the problem. Some of those li- some, some of those first listings I was getting, even though I was getting listings and it looks great on paper, they were for sale by owners that weren't selling because they're not priced right. And then now they're my problem. But you know, they got Are gotta, you pricing they, the same or are you going to what are you doing? No, these are ones that I've taken that well, were priced incorrectly. On. That one's going to be priced correctly, 100%. It's a nice house, though. It's a nice house, and it's, house, really nice and it's on the border of Shrewsbury. It's a nice so area. it's going to definitely. It's expensive area. Based off of what Jen was telling me about that market in the area, yeah, definitely oh, going to. It's definitely going to sell. It's going to fly off. But um, yeah, definitely need to call more. And I just got the Geo Leads account. So now I want to get to that. That's something that we talked about with Ricky is calling the Geo Leads, non confrontational conversation, just saying, you know, we saw the house think in right the now. Obviously, listings is key because listings, oh, yeah. it's so easy to sell. But if you are low on buyers, circle prospecting is the way to go. You call yeah, people 100%. and you say, listen, I'm here for your real estate needs. If you have anyone, yeah. I'm willing to help. It's and h- someone knows someone buying or selling. Or, it's harder than right now, to get emails. So, right now, there's so many renters that are I'm converting into buyers. Oh, yeah. I have two right now that's talking to my lender. Because it's so easy to get approved. Pre-approved, and you save so much money. And the rates when you're spending yeah. say eighteen hundred a month on rentals, you can, oh. that's a mortgage. Yeah, hundred percent. So you convert them to rental. That two of my buyers are people that wanted to rent, and I pushed them to a lender. Yeah, no, that's so. it's super smart, especially with the current climate of the mortgage rates and everything. I have one. I think I have one renter from a listing that I'm converting to to a buyer lead. 
But um, yeah, no, the market's crazy. But it's harder than you'd think. I called yesterday for probably three hours, geo leads, circle prospecting. Oh, Excuse me. It, to get an email is hard. Conversation-wise, circle prospecting is the hardest. People are like, what are you calling me yeah, for? Exactly. And they're like, they're But once struck. you get them going, then it's easy to convert in a way. But for sell-by owners, they're, it's, they're easy to talk to because they have their house on the market. They're right. expecting phone calls. Right, when right. you circle prospect, they, they're not... They don't want a phone call. No, they. Uh, it's like spam to them. As soon as uh, yeah, as soon as they hear you're a realtor, they're like, "What is this call for? I'm not selling my house." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm not, not trying to get you to sell your house. Just want to like let you know I'm a yeah, local realtor. Think introduce you're like, myself. Uh, soliciting. Yeah, exactly. And you're not soliciting. I think I got one email, and I did like a hundred calls. Misspelled the email too. Yeah, I couldn't hear what you were saying, and I asked her to repeat it twice, and I still didn't think I got the right, right email. <laughs> I don't think it's misspelling. I think they just could have BS. No, she was she, she was giving the right email definitely because she was spelling it over and over again. It was like very complicated. <laughs> it was like her last name or something. But um, that's the plan. I want to get all of these people's emails number into the database, and then we're gonna. I have weekly, to. I really have the to weekly start emails. More. I need to start calling like three, five hours a day. Like Ricky Kruth yeah. says, the three by three rule. Well, you got to come in the office more. I know. I, dude, I'm, buyers are – I love having buyers. I love finding people's oh, no, houses, but I'm all over the place. Of course. I mean, I, can't, I don't blame My you. My like, area business right is now business. is like Tom's River, Bayville, Beachwood, Manahawk, and but I'm driving yeah. 100 miles a day. Chris, what's your, um, your six-month plan? Uh, I'm going to quit in six months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I haven't made up a six month plan. Like, where do you want to be, like, career wise, real estate wise? What do you want to have in the pipeline? I definitely want to be able to have like at least one listing. Okay. By six months, we got that. Well, you have that one in Point Pleasant coming up, right? Possibly. Well, possibly, I might have that one in Point Pleasant. I might have this one coming up in Colts Neck. This guy goes from he goes from trailer park boys to selling million dollar houses in Colts Neck. So watch out, everybody. It's coming for you. Never, never, never touched anything under a million since. <laughs> so he said. He said he did one trailer park listing, and after that, he'll never touch anything under a million. Never know. So, um, but actual numbers wise, where do, where, where do you want to be? What kind of money do you want to make in six months? I'm trying to make like sixty k in those six months. Ooh, it's gonna be intense, dude. You gotta you gotta work hard for that. Yeah, you just gotta be hustling. You gotta be calling every day. You gotta be doing open houses. I'm telling you, open houses. I swear by them, Chris. That's why I, I, that's probably the biggest advice I'd give to like a new agent. Open I, houses are free money. It's literally free you money. Sit there for three hours, even if you do a really long four-hour open house. Yeah, it's free prospecting. Tom knows. To be on, to be honest with you, for leads wise, you have a better chance of getting a actual or potential buyer and or seller because of just going to the house, sitting there, pres- like presenting who you are face to face is way easier than calling. Having a conversation when you're at the open house, but the best thing about open houses is when you're actually there, you know that they actually want to buy a house. Yeah, they're not just well. I'm, some of them do come in and they're like, "Oh, nice Neighbors house." They're nosy. Yeah. They're nosy. They want to see it. Um, maybe they want to come to a new renovated home um, that's in the area, and they want to copy the renovations that were done because they want to sell them next year. But that's when right. you talk to them, figure out their situation, and now you have a sale, even though it might be a year from now or six months from now, it's still someone you can put in your CRM so you can contact them. Yeah. So I think open houses are the way to go. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about getting listings. Um, but you have the opportunity to work with Michael to do listings. Not even me. I mean, for any agents out there, just go in your office and talk to oh, the yeah. top producers and just get open houses because I still would even do that. That's another you know? subject I want to talk about is if you're not an agent, 
this is the perfect time to become an agent. Oh, yeah. Because with the whole corona thing, you can do all, everything all online, which yeah. you weren't able to before. Yeah, yeah. So you if, you, if you, even if you want to do a well, That's what Matt's doing. Oh, you are doing that? He's doing it in two weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm like, why not take advantage of the online course? I don't know. The only thing I was saying to him was that I hope you retain the knowledge because I feel like when you're in the classroom, you're kind of forced to listen and to learn. But when you are online, you get distracted easily. If you're watching an online lecture, I feel like you have to be you have to be attentive to the information. It's uh, a lot yeah. to take in. I'll be honest, <laughs> I did not pay attention at all. <laughs> really? And I'm thankful thankful I have a girlfriend that's a teacher. Wait, did you pass your I first time? No. No. Okay. I don't Second. think anybody, nobody on the show has passed their first time the test that's been on the show. The test is hard. Yeah. Because the the whole reason why it's hard is because the answers are, they can all fit the question, but they, the they one answer is the best one. There's usually two of them. That are like mm-hmm. trick questions. It's crazy. Did, oh, I yeah. thought you passed on your first time. I did. That's why I'm the host. You did? Did you pass <laughs> on your first time? I took the test six times. But I did pass. I didn't give up. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't I be here if you didn't pass. <laughs> but no, Chris, uh, uh, and for any new agents, open houses, Tom can tell you, my first like five months in the business, I was doing open houses Saturday and Sunday. And Corona hurt us. And I was, yeah, before Corona. Because we there was a waiting period of two and a half months when you couldn't do open houses. Yeah, yeah. And now with inventory so low. Yeah. But the nice thing about now is if you do have an open house, you're flooded because there's not a lot of open houses that are available. That's true. Saturday, Sunday. Exactly. There's not many. They were talking about in the meeting. a year ago, there'd be every, there's every Saturday, Sunday, there's a million open houses. Yeah. Now, there's not that much because there's not much inventory. listings are down by like 48 percent yeah I'm, I'm sure the statistics changed from last month but yeah well what's uh, somebody at the meeting just now like an hour ago was saying that they had 36 groups at their open house and there was a line out the door because everybody had to take turns with masks and everything it was an hour wait to get into the open house isn't that ridiculous That's crazy. yeah it's crazy but i hosted one open house chris i remember this Every single weekend, the same exact open house because it was in uh, Manalpin, and I, w- I was like, "This is the market I want to be involved in." Hosted every single weekend, and I finally got a solid buyer, 500k first closing. That was my first closing from open house. So, just talk to your top producers in your office. Get open houses. I mean, there's tons of resources to get business going. Open houses are the best way to go, especially for a new agent. Yeah, for any agent. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people on the show talk about you know cold calling. It's a free way to prospect free way to get leads and i think that open houses are up there with cold calling for me as another free resource to get leads you know screw i would Zillow. put open houses first i hate calling yeah I, i'm a people's person i can talk about yeah. anything for me it's just i i'd rather be out showing houses or listing presentation than calling but the truth is you have to call to get that so open houses are nicer because it's more face-to-face rather than talking on the phone yeah yeah um so i feel like i'm better open houses selling yourself because that's that's another thing you have to do when you're at an open house you can't just sit there yeah definitely. you got to present yourself very professionally you got to talk to them oh yeah you got to bring them around the house yeah small talk it's good infield practice for a new especially new agents like you well you to got in at a tough time what month did you get in to real estate uh february yeah he joined right at the worst oh time. so you joined right when everything happened we yeah, were because yeah. open houses so you really have never done an open house really yeah, I've done a few, and I brought my, brought yeah. my donuts and my flyers. Oh, you've done that? I didn't know you had. Yeah, he 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 shouted me at a couple too. When I was I was, oh, I was awesome. hosting ones like Millstone. Oh, so you know, you see people come in, but right now they're they're hot. Open houses are yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, don't you remember we were working on the conference room the old days? It was, uh, it was me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like yeah, the yeah. first like three months. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Before the office shut down, and then uh, now we're back. Where do you see the market going? What do you think, Tom? What's your like opinion? 
you think that COVID is going to be gone after the election? I think so. The whole thing about Corona, there's a lot of stuff coming out now that seems like it was just all false information. It's a lot of mixed I just saw something that it was 180 deaths or something. Now there's only 9,200 that they're claiming that was only Corona. Because because if, if, if let's say you die from like a heart attack, but yeah, you that, had COVID. Yeah, I think that's what they did. They people were dying COVID. for, say, cancer or heart attack. They were categorizing it as Corona. Yeah, now we're getting into political conversation on this podcast. Oh, baby. Yeah. We're about I to honestly in trouble. can't talk about it because I get so steamed up. No, it's very interesting. I, I love talking about it, definitely. I mean... But on a real estate standpoint, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen. The market's no. hot. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a 2007 again, but... I feel like it's going to start sloping down, though. I feel like it's going to slow down. I don't... I think it's going to stay hot for a little bit. How long's a little bit, Chris? Give us your valued information about this topic. I would say it's going to start sloping down maybe in like a year. A whole year of this hot, you think it's going to be? Because I think there's still a lot of buyers out there. Do you think still haven't found their house? Do you think that I, this? I think the inventory is going to stay low still. Do you think? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you think that like the effects of the pandemic are going to continue through the entire rest of 2021? Uh, through 2021 or yeah. 2020? 2021. The entire year, like. Like, do you think it's going to be like the same everything? type of thing where people are concerned, still wearing masks, and that's why the market not. is going to be still very hot? Because if if the pandemic's still a thing, the market will stay hot. That's really what it is. Yeah, think they, about it. People don't want to lose their house. Want, they're not interested in selling their house because, say, they're, they have health health issues exactly. or they're worried about bringing people in. Exactly. So, which is something like, I'm not saying Corona's not. It's not fake. Yeah. It's a real thing. If yeah. you have if you have a heart problem or lung problem, whatever problem you have, you, and you don't want to sell your house, it's something to think oh, about. Oh, of course. But these listings being so low, the and the rates also the rates being so low and the inventory being so low, which is causing maximum amount of buyers oh and minimum goodness. amount of listings it's so crazy. it's just like a total shit show you look at the market like oh that house is so that's that's overpriced you look back the next day it's under contract for yeah no i had like a, literally not the, i shouldn't say the next day i should say a couple of days you'll see it marked under contract or you call them saying i'm interested in my clients interested in looking at the house oh sorry we already have seven we're we're yeah. be making highest and best buy tomorrow at nine and i'm like the house just went live i know i'll scroll the, i'll scroll on the hot sheet tom's river specifically and i'll just look at the agent notes before i even send my clients the listing because multiple multiple times they'll say in there multiple offers highest and best by this date and the date already is it passed yeah, it's, or it's offer accepted crazy it's ridiculous. Um, what time is it? I know you got to head out. You have to head out, and I have time. Like five minutes. You got some time? All right, we'll take a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. Just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, Goldfinch Title. Thank you so much. Goldfinch Title is backed by Trident Abstract out of Wall Township, New Jersey, and they are a leader in their industry. Trident has been in business since 1976. At Goldfinch, they have specialized teams ready to respond with solutions tailored to your needs, whatever they may be. This ensures that you receive maximum responsiveness, cost-effectiveness, and efficiency. In partnering with their growing network of offices around the globe, they have the flexibility to service national and multinational customers. Communication is key, and from the moment your offer is accepted, Goldfinch representatives will walk you through every single step of the process. Goldfinch has been vetted by most major banks and lenders, and they offer full settlement services, making the process with them simple and complete completely cohesive. Call 732-547-2242 today to get your quote or to learn more about the company. They look forward to servicing all of your title needs. Let's get into the podcast. All right, we are back. Thank you guys for watching this episode. If you're tuning in, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. 
it really helps out. Thank you so much. So Tom, I wanted, it's your first time on the show, so I wanted you to give a little background on yourself. You know, nobody knows you. You're a new character being introduced to this sitcom that we call Real Talk. Um, give a little background on where you started, what you do, did before real estate, and where you're from, you know, who you are. So before real estate, I actually worked for my father, who was a contractor. Um, I worked for him for a while since I was like 12 years old. And I've loved real, my grandfather before was a builder. He built um, Jackson Howell, Freehold, Larry okay. Skelson. He was a big time builder in the Jackson area, though. Mm. Moved from Staten Island, came here. My dad became a contractor. So I've been around real estate my whole life. My dad flips, pro basically flips properties for, now he gotten, he's commercial now. So he flips a lot of apartments, um, works right. for a lot of property managers. But I got in two years ago. I started for a really great team, Jennifer Kuhn, JLK Sales Group. I yeah. loved it there. Um, I came on my own last November, I believe. Last yeah. November I came on my own, and obviously it was in the best time to go solo because of the whole corona thing, but you never know what's going to happen. But yeah. I'm doing good. I got busy. I'm very steady right now. I love real estate. I'm a people's person. I don't know if you guys can tell from the from the video, but yeah, I love talking. I love helping people out and that's what this industry is yeah definitely going out selling houses making people happy e even even we're not finance people but we get them connected to people we like finance and um it's nice to have a good circle of people around you like attorneys finance people lenders it just can help everyone good network. out yeah good having great a great circle can really make everything so much smoother when you when you pass along a new first-time home buyer they don't have an attorney to use and they don't know a lender and everything's just so smooth. It makes you look better as an agent because you brought more people in their life that just made the f their first experience so good. Right, right. So you're really – And then your referrals. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah you, yeah, you leave that lasting impression. Mm -hmm. So how did you end up getting into real estate? Was there anybody that like specifically like pushed you towards it? My or? dad – so my whole reason I got into real estate was for real estate investing. Right. I got in because I wanted to flip properties, and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I – uh Right now is a little tough because properties are going so quick. You need a lot of cash, and a lot of the properties now are gone. They're yeah. just gone. So um, right now, I'm actually looking for some. It's just so tough because there's so many investors. It's it's a huge investor's market too right now. Everyone has a lot of cash, and they're buying everything. Yeah. Not even cash. You can borrow money with an investment loan now and yeah. get what, not get whatever you want. But if it's some if something comes up, it's a good deal. I feel like Everyone's it must be hard for it. investors right now, though, because what I've seen, like for instance, on my Howell listing, the investors are coming in and they always end up coming in lower than a lot of these first time home buyers or people who just want to live with, at the house with their family, not, not for a flip purpose. And um, obviously, you know, the seller's going to take the higher bid yeah. because, you know, there's multiple offer situations. It's like, so I think it's a hard market for investors right now. Do you see that too or no? Maybe it's just this one specific scenario. It depends. It's, it's all, all different scenarios, but a lot of investors jump on things that need work. So, right. and a lot of investors have the cash. Yes. Yeah. A family usually doesn't have the cash. When yeah. you have three kids, you're usually going in, say, 20% or 10%. Many people don't even have that. They have 3.5% right. or 3%. Um, but definitely a seller selling their house, say it's a estate sale, and they're selling their mom and dad's house and unfortunately just passed. That needs a lot of updating because we see that a lot. Mm. The, their their parents didn't update the property, and they were they finally went, and that's what we see a lot, especially in the 
the nursing home, not the nursing home areas, the communities. Yeah, adult communities like the Tom River area, the yeah. Whiting area. A lot of investors are flooding them because it's there's it's low. Yeah. So they, it's very easy for cash buys, and then they just renovate them and flip them in a month. Are they selling for months. pretty good prices? I right now, seen yeah. That. Right now, they're actually going up in the Holiday City area. There's oh, really? a, There's a ton of renovations going on right now. I know now. there's a lot on the market there. I just haven't been following up to how much they sell yeah. for. I personally don't have any buyers in the area, but I can just I just see. My yeah. dad has some friends that actually flip retirement uh, retirement homes, and they've been doing it for a while. And I feel like that's a lot of investors start with retirement homes, um, 55 and older communities. Gotcha, gotcha. But so, question: um, I ask this to everybody because, especially because you're interested in investing and flipping properties and things like that. Do you see yourself working in real estate for the rest of your life, or do you see a point where you're just going to be solely an investor at some point down the future? I see myself doing both. Um, obviously, when I get older. Yeah. I'm going to have those properties and investments. Yeah. They're going to be my retirement. Right. My retirement, I don't think I'm going to have what other people have. I'm not going to have a pension. I'm not going to have anything mm-hmm. else. I'm do- My grandfather did the same thing. He, when he retired, I believe he had nine properties that nice. he owned outright. And nice. so it was just straight cash flow every month. Oh, yeah. And then as That's time the went on, it was more of a headache for him. So he decided to sell each property every other year. Okay. So I think... He, before he passed, I think he sold his last one like a year and a half before he passed away. So, but uh, that's what I want to do. I want to have yeah. my retirement's going to be real estate. Yeah, uh, definitely. I agree. Especially, I just boat. got, I, I've been in for two years, but I just got in the industry and there's a lot to learn. Oh yeah. And you're learning, you're going to be learning out. for, a, yeah, you're going to be learning a long time when you become an agent. Yeah. Um, I don't care what anyone says. You're going to learn something every day. Definitely. Every day you learn something new. Every deal, no matter how much you think, you know, oh, always a curveball. There's always yeah. things that's like. I've never heard about this part. That's why you sale. want to be surrounded by part. a great circle. Even yeah. though you don't, every deal you have, you don't work with the same attorney because maybe your buyer has an attorney they want to use. But it's a great way to meet new people. Yeah. Um, it's just really great to have a circle that just makes the transaction even better. Absolutely. But, All right. I think we'll wrap up the episode because I know you got to run to an appointment. Yeah, Chris, any last words for the people? Uh, no. It was nice having you on the show, Thomas. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Thomas. You got to be a recurring guest. You gotta, you gotta get in here once, one, once every three weeks for thirty minutes is all it is. I'm gonna get some more listings so I can take some breaks from driving around like crazy. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Office Hours number two. Uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. Leave a like. It helps us so much in the YouTube algorithm. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review. We really appreciate it, and we will see you all next week. Bye bye.